0: Hey,
1: this is Alex Kola and you are listening to another episode of the Go-To-Market Mastery Podcast. In today's episode, we are talking about working with junior reps with our guest, Michael Klaus Sonnenschein. Enjoy the episode.
0: If you can't learn how to close, you better start thinking about another career. And I am deadly serious about that.
1: Desk, John. It is perhaps the best thing I've seen in the last six months. If you have 60 seconds, I'd like to share the idea with you. Hello, Michael. Hello, Alexander. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Nice to meet you too. We, as always, with my guests, I had already a very, very interesting pre-podcast chat where you told me something about what you're doing and Um, What I really loved is um, that you said you're really passionate about the topic we're talking today, because today we are talking about working with junior reps. And I'm really excited to have you here because you are, I would say, an expert uh, when it comes to this topic. So doing more with less, um, always a topic in a startup. But before Mm -hmm. that, I want to know if you could start by introducing yourself and share a bit more about what you do because you you see in the background already branded kind of green um because i think you are doing very exciting new things yeah thank you alexander and thank you for having me it's really a pleasure
0: to be here and um yes of course um i'm really uh, i would say the biggest fan currently around having uh, young sales reps uh, especially in early stage startups or in startups but um, first to me i'm 38 i have two children i'm uh, located in Vienna and uh, founded last year the Growth Combinator, my own company where I support um, pre growth and growth stage startups with a team of experts. I myself, to be honest, have been quite often more than six times an interim and uh, normal head of sales in startups. I also invested in a few, also sold a few, you know, yes, <laughs> positive and negative experience. But at the end of the game, um, or what always came up in my mind was the challenge that especially young startups, uh, they cannot really find, let's say, qualified head of sales or head of marketing um, leading positions who had the experience of, let's say, setting up a few startups who can share the experience, who know how to guide salespeople, who know how to set up sales systems. And at the end of the game, it came up to found my own company. That's how it quite often happens. Where I support the the young startups, where I support founders, especially, yeah, because you get an investment, you have a lot of pressure, you have to find new salespeople, you have to set up structures, you have to find the perfect customers, yeah, the pressure comes up, and especially after investment, investors say, okay, let's get a plan. Long story short, that's where I get called normally, and I can come in with a team with up to 12 people, yeah, get, let's say, the foundation for the company, which is then leading to our topic. We are talking furthermore, yeah, and um, get everything running from sales, let's say from lead generation up to um, uh, improve the sales cycles, up to train the sales reps or the salespeople and the management to get a better understanding how sales works because it's, it's still a mysterious thing um, that many founders currently they invest a lot in the product, but they still don't have any kind of clue about sales. And that's a little bit of thing where I'm going to change.
1: Yeah. And I loved like the thing that you said before. Yeah. Because I'm really um, a fan of building bridges and comparing sales to hmm. daily life things. You said, um, if you want to drive a car, you're not just go ahead, going ahead and driving a car. You just go start driving lessons and then you get your mm-hmm. driving license and then you're driving a car. And that is what I really love that you said and um can really, really um imagine you being a good um yeah driving <laughs> teacher, let's say it this way. Oh <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Growth, growth coming in. Yeah. Yeah, but really cool. Um so what I wanna know before we start is um how did you even end up in sales and why do you work in sales?
0: Look. At the end of the game, there are salespeople who put in a lot of effort. And um, I believe that sales is a thing everybody can learn. And then there are salespeople which have this kind of genes. Yeah. And um, I have it for my father. So he could also sell you a pencil. And that's the, the you know, <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street basic lesson. And um, that was a little <laughs> bit my thing, firstly, that I have Everybody told me, hey, you're a pretty good person. You have this kind of genes. You are a person who can really catch people, support them, and get them into, let's say, a sales experience. And the second thing is also, look, let's be honest. Um, not everybody is a founder, and not everybody is going to be a CEO. And I had um, one teacher in the past who told me, "Ah, oh, you will never get somewhere successful. And that was this kind of click moment where I thought, okay, where should I go to? And sales, at the end of the game, we salespeople are the people, when you take a look in CEO positions or in leading positions, they mostly are coming up salespeople. Why? Because you gather so much experience around your customer, around the product, around the behavior, around the expectations, and you know so much around everything which is important for a company that salespeople at the end of the game are the people who can really develop quite fast in a company. Which also leads a little bit to a sentence I said before in our pre-conversation. Look, for every young person there outside, when you like to get successful, yeah, you studied business administration, so whatever kind of bullshit, yeah, or you don't even study it, yeah, go to a startup because there you can learn, there you can develop yourself and there you can really, you have the freedom to push yourself to the limits. And that's a little bit the expectations, which I really set up also for the, let's say, sales reps and people. At the end of the game, you have to be willing, yeah? I, I don't care how many MBAs you got in whatever, especially in Austria, that's really important, it looks like. But for me, I don't care at all. What I always uh, take care in, in, in kind of, let's say, hiring processes is this kind of the attitude, you know? Let's burn the bridges. Let's mm-hmm. say, okay, I'm willing to learn. Let's go for it. And I'm willing to give 200%. 100% is mostly not enough, yeah? I said um, One of my mentors was a kind of leader from BW in Asia, and he always said, um, the day has 25 hours, so get something going. That's a little bit my approach, you know, when you're young, when you're in sales, hey, honestly, the world is open for you. When you're a good salesperson, German and English, you are good to go and you can really improve yourself. And also from the financial perspective. Hmm. Sales, you know? <laughs> you can learn so as you can earn so much money when you are really listening and yeah. developing
1: yourself that sales. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Love that. Um and I think you had a really strong opinion that uh, we had a phone call like before this podcast, mm-hmm. a really good chat as well. Um, where we talked about um also like working with junior reps. So um, and mm-hmm. you told me you're really big about working with junior reps. and um, mm-hmm building them up and i think um mm-hmm. that is a huge still that you can have but in general why would you say is it so beneficial to build up mm-hmm. junior reps and to make them um mm-hmm. yeah or to implement them into your go-to-market cycle and make them to yeah. senior reps and to the next stage rockstars?
0: Yeah. yeah that's firstly without naming people i don't agree with this kind of behavior of only hiring senior people yeah why because there's an incredible large difference between having a senior people and having a startup people or a sales rep or whatever why the difference is experienced salesperson yeah like me for example with more than 15 years of experience firstly it's not cheap secondly has is let's think it's it's behavior yeah i can select between hundreds of jobs because i have the experience so you have to invest a lot of money then you have a person who has his own strong opinions, and mostly they are really difficult to form. Yeah, and at the end of the game, a company, especially a startup, is a kind of development, developing structure. A startup is not a fixed situation where you say, "Let's go in this direction." Yeah, I always compare it like a tank or a speedboat. Yeah, a startup is a speedboat. It's continually moving, and you have to get be willing firstly to keeping up with it. And secondly, you have to be willing to give everything. And thirdly, you have to really have the mindset to say, okay, um, I like to develop this company and I like to bring us up to this goal. And that's my experience. Junior reps, reps overall, let's say, trainee salespeople, um, That's a thing where I always try to be be aware of that There have to be people who really like to, as I said before, burn the bridges, let's go for it. And they really like to have to be like a sponge. They have to really soak up the knowledge and they really have to push everything they got into it, yeah? I, myself, as I started, was also a person who never stood still. I was always saying, how can I develop? How can I improve? How can I get better? Um, I started writing down every kind of conversation, yeah? By the way, pretty cool tool. I, I use them for, from KickScale, Gerald, a friend of mine, which is kind of transcripting your whole call. Pretty cool thing. Yeah. You have a lot of tools to develop nowadays. Yeah. Use them all. And then it doesn't matter if you're old or if you're young at the end, it's all about attitude and especially young people. Um, people who decided to go into sales, they have a certain amount of, let's say, goals. Yeah. First one is financially. So. Mostly when you get to a startup, mostly when you get into sales, you have the possibility to increase your salary. Yeah. So I started, for example, I was starting with, I think, two two brutto, brut- brut- and then I got, um, after quite a short time, I got into six or seven. Why? Because I put in a lot of effort in. And sales is this kind of thing where you get things back. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a thing, it's, Here yeah, I have a lot of respect for HR people, but. In HR, you hire people. Okay. Maybe you get a bonus, but in sales, really, you're responsible for yourself. So it's more as you give, it's more as you get. Yeah. yeah. And that's a little bit this, this junior rep thingy also. And um, junior reps at the end of the game that are people you can form, which brings us to the next point a little bit. Sorry to get a little bit further. This kind of, um, there are uncertain amount of steps in a company you have to be there. Yeah. For example, There has to be onboarding. And that's what I hate really about startups. When, when you get into a startup and they say, no, we don't have onboarding. How should, how should, doesn't matter which kind of age or knowledge, how should people be aware selling something when there's no proper onboarding? That's the first step I'm always doing. That's kind of two weeks onboarding. Yeah. And then how is the onboarding structured? In my case, for example, I love this kind of free training situations. Yeah. I love cold calling. I I I made my first major steps with Xing or Crossing, yeah, here in Vienna. They had the 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 new new business department and there we got incredible hard trained on cold calling, get on the point, get your get your question answering, solution selling processes, sugar methods, blah 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 blah. Yeah. And um that's where I learned okay onboarding is step number one. Yeah. And second step is also don't leave people alone, yeah? Because at the end of the game, when you have a startup who currently is developing from 20 to 50 people, and you know it yourself, that that this kind of critical phase where um, you don't have so much money to waste, you don't have so much time to waste, yeah? You need speed, you need fast people who are going. Mostly you don't have, an let's say, an overall 100% fitting lead generation system or outbound system or whatever. And that's a little bit this kind of situation where you need to train the people, yeah? Firstly. Secondly, mission, vision, trust. That's the major important thing for me. Yeah? I still have people um, who applied for jobs where I worked in the past. It's, it's really funny. Yeah, now as I founded my company and I started last year, they came back and called me and said, hey, Michael, tell me where you're going through. I'd like to come with you. And that's that's this kind of leading what um, what sales reps need, yeah. And to be honest, the third major important thing is to have a pretty good head of sales or blocker between the management and sales, yeah. Because sales is a department you have a lot of pressure, you had a lot of oh, negative experience because cold call, calling or a warm calling, or whatever happens, there. Yeah? And there you need to have, on the one hand, a little bit of feeling. On the other hand, you need also the experience to guide the people. People need guidance. Everybody likes to have guidance. Everybody likes to have a leader they can follow. So lead by example, that's, that's, that's my thing, for example. Yeah. I'm the guy who says, OK, let's do cold calling. Mm-hmm. We do cold calling. I'll show you how it works. Then we train you together. Then I support you, listen to your calls. Mm-hmm. I mostly, for example, because that's also a little bit of a question that came up, was um, how do you do it? Um, I love having each week at least one or two hours calling training or presentation training because at the end of the game, hey, that's the key feature, you know, what kind of questions do you ask? What kind of answers do you get? Could you be fucking silent? Sorry for pardon my French, but... That's the major important mm. thing. Be silent and listen for it. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is also how do you what's how do you develop your personal style? We don't live in a world anymore where everybody has to fit in this kind of thing and everybody has to put in. Yeah, that's this dinosaur thing from the past. Nowadays, develop your own style, develop your mm. behavior. And as I was at Xing, I met so many incredible. Different people to my approach, where I always thought, Oh, no way, that will never work. And then it worked perfectly because you are a person, you have your own style, you have your own wording, you have your own behavior. Yeah, end of the game. Mm. Let's support the people on their own journey, mm. but make a plan with them how mm. they can develop, guided by you, and how they can reach their goals. Because that's, for example, part of my interview. What's your goal? Where, where do you like to go to? Do you like to be best earning person in the company? Yeah. Do you like to be the next head of sales? Do you like to be the next whatever? You know what I mean? That's a little bit give them a future and give them a vision. Then people follow mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And I think that exactly is this mm-hmm. kind of behavior. So for every founder there outside who's listening, <laughs> that's exactly the behavior. Every sales rep likes to have
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely um beside maybe you know, I would like to go deeper a bit in this training onboarding mentoring, um mm-hmm. you mentioned a lot of things already that needs to be given in an environment uh, in order to make reps successful, mm-hmm. but maybe in those one on one sessions where you really have the people, where you have them hired, and where you have um, maybe also shatter their cold calls or discovery calls. The first question would be what are the most common mistakes you see, especially in terms of behaviors of junior reps that they make and mm-hmm. the second thing is what um things or what 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 leverages do you have as a head of mm-hmm. things as a mentor to really mm-hmm. change their behavior and to really mm-hmm. um, get them on track and get them um to reach their goals and smash them. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good question, and it's pretty easy to answer, to be honest, because
0: suggestions. Everybody in sales always taking mm-hmm. suggestions, and everybody thinks, ah, it's it's <laughs> in school it's called Schulz von Thun, you know. Somebody says, somebody listens, somebody means, somebody <laughs> understands. Yeah. That, that's it's kind of basic first, first, first lecture, first hour. But exactly that's the major problem for salespeople, especially young sales reps. Listen yeah and understand and then based on the understanding on on the things the customer said let's talk about solutions and don't suggest things that, that's always yeah. I think the first hour is always about uh, and I'm a pretty tough trainer yeah so <laughs> I had I had once the, the the former one of my former mentors and trainers was uh, Claudia he was the head trainer of Microsoft. Uh, microsoft business accounts uh i think 12 years ago and she really pushed us to the limit but really to the limits where i thought oh no way i will never get positive out of this thing um i don't destroy people but at the end of the game <laughs> you know you have to know your limits that's the first thing and you have to be able to properly listen and don't suggest and don't don't um, don't try to push a customer or a potential customer or whoever you are talking to into a kind of direction where you don't know anything. They like, they uh, don't know if they properly like to go there. That's the major thing. And the second thing is um, do your homework. That sounds pretty easy, but when you have a proper onboarding. Let's call my onboarding a little bit as an example, okay? You should have a kind of sales wiki yeah, where um, I get experience from the people who have been in the company, are in the company, but also from customers and a little bit in understanding which kind of customer type you are talking to and also what the expectations around the special customer type are, for example. Are you having an influence or are you talking to a decision maker? That's, yeah, differentiate, know whom you're talking to, knowing which kind of a level you are. And then what is the expectation? Why are they talking to? You? Is it coordinate a discovery call, as you said? Okay, then don't push it into a solution. Find out what are the issues, what are the problems, what are the challenges, and don't push it too fast somewhere where you're not going. Mm-hmm. Which is also a challenge, not only for the salespeople, also for the management, mm-hmm. yeah? It quite often happens when I go to a the startup, they say, are you- you know, two months, then every, then they buy yeah? it. It's kind of closing time. Um, that's not true. So you have a knowledge around how long yeah. you have to talk to somebody. You know, is there, there are certain number of products I know which can be bought after two calls, but mostly you have to have three or four or five calls. Yeah. Depending on how big the investment is and how many people are then in a decision. So, do your homework and ask the right questions and listen properly. That's, that's these
1: major things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I think that's absolutely valid and also something that I see. And I also think I would add one thing um, that I'm seeing as a pattern. Mm-hmm. I think obviously business savviness is a thing that's a huge leverage in, in, I think every job, but especially in sales already to pitch things because then you understand. Um, mm-hmm. And, Obviously, junior reps, they don't have it because they never worked in a business environment, mostly, if they not worked on another job before. But I think one thing that you can always do is reach your dialing goals. Dial mm-hmm. as much as you can. Dial double the amount as a, as, a, as a senior rep because then you will learn and then you will get better. And um, if, yeah, if, mm-hmm. if quality can make it for you, then you have to go volume but not like volume, like cold email, but really talking yeah. to customers. Do more, and then you will definitely smash it. So this will be my advice to with yeah, 100% reps. agree. Yeah. that's
0: it a little bit referring to Xing again. Uh, but let's say I was not the best sales guy in the beginning, yeah? because cold coding via phone is the far, far ahead, most difficult discipline you can ever have. Yeah. That's um, if you're a good cold caller, you yeah. can you should earn hundreds of thousands of euros because at the end of the game, there are not so many people who are good. But the thing which I really fast realized was this kind of number crunching. I always call it number crunching because at the yeah. end of the game, you set some KPIs with the salespeople, and I had team leads and leader um, who always did set up KPIs, and my goal was always the double amount because I said, okay, when I have double amount. Um and I'm pretty young, I have to build up a pipeline pretty fast, don't have so much experience like the guy next to me. And when I do a double amount, yeah, firstly I will be way faster. Secondly, and what also is a really important thing, regarding this kind of number scrunching, mm-hmm. select pretty hard. Don't waste your time with somebody who says nice, oh that's so nice, and yes, maybe C and R. And, you know, this this kind, this kind of behavior is, oh, you, I always say, come on, is he interested or not? At the end of the game, when you have a clear goal for your call and say, okay, I like to say yes or no, yes or no. That's always this kind of scary moment where every sales rep, especially young, always, oh, I don't like to call because he can say no. That's perfect. Yeah, because when you have a no, you don't have to fucking yeah. waste your time anymore with the person. You can push it away and get to the people who are really interested in thing. And that's a little bit this kind of um, yeah. that's that's this training thing where I always get through, you know, be always hard to yourself and have a clear understanding what exactly you are doing, and be mm-hmm. willing to get a no, because every nine yeah. no goes to a yes, and you need a yes. You don't need nine no's. Yeah. yeah. Also mm-hmm. clearer for your pipeline. You know, have a clearer Definitely. understanding and. And also, what I learned is the other thing around um, this number scrunching was that was my, my first team leader always got crazy because I was the person at the end of the quarter. We had quarterly sales goal. I was the guy who closed 80 to 90% of his deals in the last three days. And then you see good mm-hmm. sales leader, you know, who still keep calm, the trust you, because trust is a major important thing. The sales rep trusts you that you support them, did you teach them, did you push them? So the leader always has to get the trust to the people, yeah? And that was also, this was for me always this very important thing because I always got to 120, 150, sometimes to 200% because I had an incredible large pipeline, yeah? And at the end, you squeeze it. But Mm. um, trust your people, yeah? And get the trust back because people you hire, especially young people, um and sales rep, you are mm-hmm. responsible for their future. That's also a little bit of thing you have to have in mind, you know that's not a thing you throw away and they expect from you to get teach because they also put their time, their youth, their effort, and everything in it, and that's a little bit of thing where you should be in a kind of let's say cross-functional
1: relationship. Yeah, yeah, definitely. hundred percent agree with that. Um, I think mentoring and onboarding check. Um, I would like to go into <laughs> the next topic, which comes kind of before, which is hiring. Um, yeah. just saw it, but what do you say? Yeah, you mentioned one thing that I found really interesting, and I always ask it as well. Yeah, when I hire more junior people, what is your mm-hmm. goal? What is your overall goal? Where do you want to be? Yeah, mm-hmm. especially like working students, ambition, like people where you just, just attitude matters, and then um, you see, okay, how you can first help them to get there, and then how you can. Um, maybe see, okay, do they have ambitious goals? Because when they say, Hey, you, what do you want to be in life? Um, and they say, Yeah, you know, I don't know. I just want to chill. Then it's probably not the right person for per sales, in my opinion. But overall, what do you say? How do you identify that person in an interview is really ambitious, really the rep you want? And also, maybe what skills are you looking for? Yeah, first thing. Of-
0: It sounds now pretty crazy a little bit, I know, but I don't read CVs and don't get me a letter of intent. I don't know why still people need a letter of intent and these kind of things. Um, I mostly have a call. I always like to have a quick call, 10 minutes, and in 10 minutes... It's not only the behavior on the phone, but it's also a little bit of a guts feeling or feeling overall um, regarding the people if they are kind of in a level where you say, okay, you can get with them or you cannot, co- or you can cope with them or you cannot cope with them. Second thing is um, I'm a pretty straightforward, direct person. You know it because we talked about it before, but um, everything I say is 100% honest and everything I say is sometimes pretty tough. but. If you like to get in sales and if you like to get successful, you have to cope with people like me who are pretty honest. Because when you get into kind of, let's say, my team, yeah, you have to have a high standard, firstly. And secondly, exactly the same thing I expect from you, you can expect from me. So when I invest my time and, example... As head of sales, you know, especially in a startup, you have the function head of sales, mostly marketing, lead generation. You have to set up the proper communication, the management, take a look at the homepage if everything is right. You yourself have to do sales. You still have to sell something. You have to talk to all the existing customers. Yeah. But you have now tremendous amount of work. Yeah. And mostly uh, you start hiring in the first day because you need as fast as possible a team. You can get running with yeah and um that's a thing a young sales rep or a sales rep oh i should see that and the sales leader a good sales leader yeah still has the time to support you and that's a little bit of thing where i pretty tough and honest get in it and then there's let's say a certain amount of questions what i need are people who have an intrinsical and extrinsical motivation yeah that's this kind of question is um, tell me about the worst situation I don't like to know your best situation because why should I know your best Mm -hmm. situations? And what I also hate are this kind of role plays like you are calling me a company, blah, 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 blah. I don't care about these things. Yeah. Get me, I like to get the people in a situation where they are kind of, let's say, keen with. Yeah. For example, when I talk to somebody who worked as a sales rep before, I like them to sell me their product. Because that's a product yep. where they, you know, that's where they yep. save. That's where they know their stuff. That's like where that. they know how to call it. Yeah, and don't don't set up this kind of bullshit situation where you kind of shoot somebody. Yeah, that's, that's I had it quite often in interviews as I was young. This kind of uh, where salespeople told me blah 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 blah, and then they shot you, yeah, and kicked you, and and I thought no, but, ah, okay, how should I know your product? How should how, how should I know the new product? Mm better than the person who's working there. Yeah? And um, yeah. the fourth thing is, for me, a little bit of personal, personal um, thing. What I love doing is selling the product of the company myself to the new people. Because you decide for me because I sold the product well. You don't decide for a startup because you think that's a pretty funny thing, and maybe I can get successful or whatever. And that's where you build these really mm. successful teams. yeah. And I know where your question mm. leads a little bit about how do you reach people? Because that's the major challenge. That's why I founded a Growth Combinator, too, because um, I know now, I think, for eight good head of sales in Vienna, where I know, okay, when they could go into a startup that's I would say, okay, let's go there. Yeah, because, or I would lead people through them because I know they're pretty good. But there are not so many people anymore who like to go to startups. And yeah, of course, classically LinkedIn, classically universities. But um, what I love is also, um, let's say, word to mouth uh, recommendation based. That's in the beginning. It's really tricky to find people, especially you know it <laughs> because it's part of your job. But yeah. at the end it of is. the game, yeah, uh, finding motivated people is, um, let's say, spread the word, spread the message, use LinkedIn, use social media, use your network, use the network of the people around. And um, let's say in my case, I have a network, a large network around me. Yeah. As I said before, people still call me and say, hey, What's your name? Product? Let's go. Yeah. Um, that's a little bit of thing which um, you should also get. But at the end of the game, it's a kind of combination. You yeah. need external providers because startup is a startup. You mostly, if they have a good reputation, lucky. If not, not. Yeah. Mostly it's, it's a good combination between searching yourself, searching the network, setting LinkedIn ads. But also have external
1: providers. It's a kind of mix you need, yeah. I would say I would agree on that. And also a very very important thing is incentivize also um, mm. recommendations. Yeah, for example, your reps—they mm. for sure, if it's a good rep, um, probably knows other good reps at other companies. Yeah, in their network. So incentivize that. Pay okay, mm-hmm. commissions. clear, okay, I don't know. Well, wellness holidays. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Something Especially, um, that they know yeah. if I recommend this, I get something. Especially nowadays, you yeah. have,
0: for example, how yeah. uh, uh, was the sales? Oh, sorry, my brain stuck saying How is the sales rep network now called? Um. Uh, sales reps Germany. The of, Germany? Yes, the of Germany. Yeah. For example, you know, you have S- nowadays S- these S- kind of. These groups where um, you also can get good people from, and uh, you are 100% right. Have a clear communication what people can accept or expect from your company. When I sell products for 10,000 euros each year, and I need expect at least let's say 1,000 euros per sold, because at the end, you know, you need people to say, okay, how much do you like to earn 100,000 per year? Okay, you earn let's say 50 brut. Okay, that's good. You need 50,000 more. How much do you earn per sales? You earn 1,000, 2,000. And have a system where you see that effort brings you, As more effort you put in, as more you get out of it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of um, yeah. bonus, uh, systems where you say, okay, you have three steps. Yeah, at Xing, for example, we had a system where you could get at the end 15% of your commission. Quarterly goal was 100,000. If you reach 110,000, let's say 110%, you can reach 15%, and then you have been open end. You know, so at the end of mm-hmm. the game, how can you motivate the people, others than train them and so on, mm-hmm. also to get their goals and get running? But you're 100% right. Yeah. At least everybody Sometimes. has a network and use yeah, it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, but I think you mentioned it. Sometimes people don't hit their goals. Sometimes things doesn't get right. Um, and what did you say? Um, first of all, how do you track things really in an early stage environment? Mm-hmm. And how are you approaching when, for example, a junior rep is not reaching goals? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Then? What are, how are you handling this? Because, of course, you don't want to kill them immediately. Of course, sometimes you just need to get a bit of more rust but how do you get them back on track
0: look the first thing of all is i'm not a big fan of only one kpi or two kpis or three kpis okay this kind of you have to generate 100 000 euros per quarter okay okay of course yeah because we are in sales and we're not here for fun we're also here for the money and bring the company to the next step but You mentioned before this kind of, let's say, number scrunching. Yeah, let's have 100 calls per week. Let's have so many presentations. And um, to really push the people who are also listening a little bit away from this, only one or two or three goals. At the end of the game, yeah, you need, um, especially for young people, you need a lot of goals and you need reachable goals. And when somebody doesn't reach the 100,000 euros, yeah? But he reached gathering a pipeline of let's say one million euros, yeah. And however the churn rate and so on and so on yeah. is of the current pipeline, there will be then the possibility to get this and this amount of money out. Of. Let's make small goals, but also push the people. You know, um, what I always have is once is a P and D, the personal development dialogue, which you do at the beginning and you do in the middle and you do at the end. Um am really That should not be 10 hours, of course, but when you do an annual PDD, um, then it should be one and a half hours because you really clearly set up a goal, you clearly set up a path, you clearly set up, uh, let's say, sub-goals with the people. And that's exactly the way you should also do in training and mentoring. Uh, Young people, you can push them and say, "Oh, oh, this happens so often with founders and so on. Here you go, and I need 1 million euros revenue. Okay. You know, when you have such a goal, you will never reach it because that's way too much. But what I, for example, always do in the beginning of a quarter is break it down and say, look, we need at the end of the year, 2 million euros revenue. We are five people. Approximately uh, deal size is currently between 10 and 25,000 euros. So we have the small one is 10 and the large one is 25. And in between, let's say, some kind of whatever. And then break it down. And exactly the same thing you have to do with especially young sales reps. What's your daily goal? What's your Mm -hmm. weekly goal? What's your monthly goal? What's your annual goal? And then what I always like to do is also, um, it sounds a little bit hard, but have a clear structure in your day. When every morning from 9.30 till 11, you're doing calls. And you're doing your calls from, let's say, 2 till 4.30. You did so many times for calls, you cannot get lost. If you get lost yeah, during this time, you're not doing it well. So I know where I have to train. and I know where I have to listen. And have a clear structure of your week. Because at the end of the game, when you have presentations, let's say online presentations, normally between 20 minutes and one hour could be a little bit longer depending on the size. Um, have a clear structure and say, okay, I set up my presentations mostly at Wednesday between this and this and there between this and this. Don't, I'm not a big fan of let customers themselves choose the time slot in the calendar, to be honest. <laughs> because at the end of the game, you have to have your structure. And when they're young, Young sales rep uh, has to have a clear, let's say somebody who never did it before. Let's have a clear structure of your day, a clear structure of your week, and then set for your first calling slot, I expect from you doing 10 calls in one slot and 10 calls in the other slot. So you're doing 20 calls per day, and the week has five days. So how many calls are you doing? Okay. And when you see 10 calls are not enough, yeah, then let's do 20. Next goal is 20. Let's get 20 calls. And you will get 20 calls and then mm. you will reach a level where you know, okay, my pipeline should be this and this size. Yeah. And of course, there has to be a clear understanding how a pipeline works, but that's mostly a leader thing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, then you can really get the people mm. going and don't stop with this here. Let's stop here and make it visible and understand, get the people understand. How they can reach the goal because that's the task of every management and every leader. When people don't understand how they can reach mm-hmm. their goals, then you're you are
1: wrong in your job. Yeah? Then you should leave the job. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely I view it the same way. I think especially when you have junior reps, you need a clear structure of their goals mm-hmm. that you select together with them or for them so that they know. Um, okay, this is what I need to do in Top of Funnel to get my goals. Mm. And if Top of Funnel is not enough, you can increase it so that you as a manager also have like this. Ah, um, I forgot something. Spielraum mm-hmm. in German.
0: The last thing um, is understand how a pipeline works. Because that's mainly a challenge, especially for young sales reps where there's a lot of, hmm. let's say, misunderstanding. Um, for example, when you have a pipeline and you have five pipeline stages, yeah? And pipeline stage is weight is zero and the first one then the second one is 5%, third one is 10 and so on and so on. What I also expect from the people, and that's maybe a learning I always try to give is, as fast as possible to everybody in the onboarding, is how should your step, be structured with small, medium, and large deals that at the end of the game you can reach a certain amount and you can reach your goals. It doesn't make sense to have 90% yeah. small deals in it and only, let's say, 8% percent medium size and yeah. 2% big deals because at the end of the game, when you like to reach a pipeline of 1 million euros, for example, because that, that's always a little bit of goal for me, <laughs> um, or was always, It's the understanding that a pipeline with, let's say, 1,000 small deals, yeah, of course, can also be 1 million. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the game, to reach quarterly, well-structured goals, you have to have an understanding how many deals of this size do I have, this size, this size, and this size. And people after my training sessions mostly can tell you exactly at the beginning of a quarter with a kind of, pre-forecast, yeah, where you say, okay, realistically top forecast, realistically worst case, have a clear understanding where they're heading to, and then you can start at the beginning of a quarter mm. or of the year and say, okay, that's exactly the point we are working on because you don't have enough large deals in it. How can we get through it? How can mm. we push it? And yeah, I, I know that that's a little bit off the topic, but It's also a little bit of responsibility for our company um, to provide the best possible working environment. And I know that as I started 20 years ago, cold calling was this kind of super-duper solution. yeah. But nowadays, cold calling is really, really tricky. And you have a lot of possibilities with warm calling, with inbound leads, with outbound leads, I know, the yeah, GDPR, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the game, a company only has the possibility to give Google 1 million euros or has the possibility to invest into other strategies, yeah? But a company should support their people. It's not, I hire somebody, I pay them 50,000 euros, which is not so much anymore, yeah? And then I expect from them changing the world. Yeah. That's, that's not how it works. The company also has to invest money into Outbound systems into ads into a home page into a proper presentation and so on and so on and so on. It's not always the fault of sales because, yeah, definitely. I, yeah. I, read, I read, a, read an article, yeah. <laughs> let's say a joke around it was um, the major challenge of sales is not selling to customers, the major challenge of sales is trying to provide, uh, trying to trying to get the management and founder to understand how sales works. That's a little bit so <laughs> that says everything around it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so many great insights. Thank you so much for that. Um, but we are already slowly running out of time. So I have two more <laughs> questions. Um, no question. One as a pre-closing question, kind of. Um, what would you say? Why do so many startups, because I see this is like basically the number one reason why early stage startups fail and say is the number one first First sales hire is a junior rep and they fail with it. Why do you think? Because you mentioned a lot of things that you, they need to do. Why do you think that they fail? Look, the major misunderstanding
0: of sales, mostly in startups, is um, we need somebody who does calls and then everything will work properly. Yeah, It doesn't matter if it's a junior people person or it's a senior person like me or head of sales. The major challenge there is always that there's a deep difference between that's something we realistically can achieve. That's uh, where we are exactly, yeah, between pre-growth or growth stage. Where are you exactly? How far is your product? Do you really match a need? And is everything properly provided for a salesperson to really sell? I meet a lot of startups Mm. where the basic and the homework is not done. And It sounds now hard, but number one question I always get is we need more leads. Get us more leads. It doesn't matter how many leads you can provide, and also when young sales reps, they get in a company, yeah, they have to be properly provided with knowledge. They have to be properly, um, properly trained because you can do a lot of damage when you don't do it properly. Yeah, And also the I think there's a little bit of misunderstanding between financial motivation. Yeah, you can pay me 100,000 euros. But nowadays, what quite often happens is this kind of silence quitting. Yeah, and that happens quite often because people are not valued. People are not properly onboarded. People are not properly supported. And people, um let's say, at the end of the game... um their expectations from management are way too high and way too unrealistic. Really. And that's a little for this, uh, yeah. I hire something pretty yeah. cheap, yeah, pretty, pretty cheap and expect, that's a little bit you know this drawing, you know, <laughs> you have this, this kind of unicorn which is probably made by an artist which looks pretty good and then it's probably made by a young child. It doesn't look as well, yeah, of course. And it's exactly the same situation. You have to invest and that's not it's, it's, it's not, yeah. um, throwing away money. It's an investment. People are investments, human capital. That's the word. Yeah. And that's a little bit of thing. Mm. at the end of the game of the podcast, the founders did understand that it's an investment. Yeah. But you have to support them, train them and get the understanding. You said it before. You don't get into a car in a Formula One mm. car and can drive it properly. You need lessons theoretically and practically. And that's a little bit. Um, I'm pretty happy that this, this kind of, crazy investment phase is currently over where i get you one 10 million euros and let's do your thing we like you you're a nice founder whatever thingy nowadays founders like to have a proper plan and proper understanding and so on it doesn't matter anymore what kind of people are hired that's also pretty cool yeah it's more this kind of who is how can we get a good leader because with good leaders are good people coming with bad leaders, you get a bad reputation and the people are coming and leaving and you burn money. And just a little bit is kind of, let's say, mm-hmm. mindset change and also investment change who is currently coming and I'm pretty happy that it's currently going around this way.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great insights again. Um, yeah, last question kind of. Um, what advice would you give somebody that is, just starting out in sales,
0: yeah. Don't rush too much and don't be too fast and do your homework properly. If you don't get provided with the right knowledge, yeah. Um, everybody of us with ChatGPT, with with YouTube, with everything can improve his knowledge, improve his um, behavior and can learn everything. I mostly got into companies only as example and did know everything I could find about a product. And that's what I would recommend, especially to young sales rep, do your homework. Read everything you can find around the topic and do a little bit more. Last company I supported was an augmented reality, totally no topic. Yeah, and everybody said, Oh, that's, that's that's going to be really, really difficult. But hey, honestly, that that's your job. So get in and Don't start when you have your first day. I always recommend start 10 days earlier. Yeah. And start reading and informing yourself and starting creating pitches and gather knowledge. Push it. And the second thing is yeah, um, there are 1 million jobs around. If a company does not treat you well, and if you get in the kind of situation where you get ripped or. Promises or whatever, don't get 100% done, stand your ground. That's a thing which most young people don't do, or beginners. doesn't matter where you come from. You could be also 50 and, uh, let's say, start in this area. Yeah? That's this kind of know your value.
1: Then you can hit me up. I have a job for you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. No, but at the end of the game, yeah. Um, sales is a pretty cool thing. And um, everybody can learn sales. People who don't have this genetically thing, like I said before, in the beginning a little bit, yeah, I said, okay, sell me your pen. It's Wolf of Wall Street thingy, which is not not nowadays uh, <laughs> working anymore. But yeah, um, they still can learn it. But push more effort in it than everybody else. That's what you said. That's what I did. That's a little bit what I learned from The best leaders, doesn't matter if female, male, whatever, yeah. And for the best people was always, they always pushed more and they put always more effort in this than everybody else. And you will see, and that's the cool thing about sales, yeah. You will see so fast uh, results around everything, yeah. Because when you do it right, when you have a also good leader and so on, yeah, Good. but last thing which happens nowadays quite often is don't have too crazy expectations on the one hand financially yeah, yeah. don't get ripped but don't yeah. have too crazy expectations and also know your place That that's, I saw the yeah. best people who did not okay. know that they are currently in the beginning of a career and No way you're getting from five days working to the head of sales, team lead, whatever position. Or you get from started and in 10 weeks have 50,000 euros commission. Can happen, but you know what I mean. And that's a little bit, be realistically with yourself and be realistically with the way on the path you're going through. And then trust yourself. Because at the end of the game, hey, It's you. It's always a mindset thing. It doesn't matter what happens. If you get 100 times a no and you only get once a yes, you know, can win. One last example there, you know, I I built at We Are Developers the whole sales team there. And it was so cool because I was also selling with a lot of young people. And I made this kind of outbound lead generation system where they were with a lead wheel forwarded. And I got a lead and I earned 500 euros. Yeah. And Ben. Doesn't matter names, but Ben next to me, yeah, employee who really pushed a lot of effort in, got Ikea. And he got, I think, 35 or 40,000 euros commission. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's this kind mm. of push as much as possible. And there's also mm. a little bit of a glimpse of luck. But at the end of the game, when you pushed a lot, and put a lot of effort in it, you will get successful. That's a mindset thing, you know? Every next turn can be something positive.
1: So let's keep positive and let's change the world. Definitely. Thank you so much. And I think that are beautiful closing words to a very, very insightful episode. Um, Yeah, thank you so much to the audience for listening in. Um, If you have questions to either Michael or me, um, both our LinkedIn's are below in the show notes. Feel free to reach out. Uh Mike Leffing is also very, very, as you heard, very, very passionate about helping <laughs> younger professionals, but also, of course, um, founders or um, other head of sales. So just hit him up, hit me up and yeah, uh, see you in the next episode. And thank you, Michael. Thank you so much for having me.